Hello, and welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo, and I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. You can find all of my written reviews there, qwipster.net. Today, I'm going to be looking at the latest comedy, uh, Adventure Vacation. It is a remake of sorts, but not really. It's more of a sequel, or a spin-off, or a reboot, or... It's all of the above, really. Uh, it's an R-rated film for crude and sexual content and language throughout and some brief graphic nudity. It runs an hour and 39 minutes. Uh, this one stars Ed Helms, Christina Applegate, and uh, younger performer Skylar Gisando, Steel Stebbins, and features appearances by Chris Hemsworth, Leslie Mann, Catherine Missal, uh, Ron Livingston, Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, and Charlie Day, plus a host of other cameo appearances. Uh, the director and screenwriting team is John Francis Daly and Jonathan M. Goldstein. Daly and Goldstein happen to be the uh, screenwriters for Horrible Boss- Bosses and The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, and the uh, the sequel to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, um, but this is their directorial debut. Vacation comes uh, over 30 years after the original 1983 version of National Lampoon's Vacation. That was a hit film, and it was enough of a hit to spawn three sequels, and one of those sequels has become a holiday staple for many families in uh, Christmas Vacation, of course, I'm talking about. European Vacation and Vegas Vacation are there for the series fans, but generally are forgotten. So, as I mentioned, this is a sequel. Not really a remake, technically, but some people will see it as such. Even though, you know, for all intents and purposes, it it really is. Uh, The original couple, Clark and Ellen Griswold, they make an appearance here. So it it does factor in with the rest of the films, but Vacation in 2015 concentrates more on their 40-ish, in in age anyways, their son Rusty. Rusty is now a husband and father of two of his own. Like his dad, Rusty is also a bit klutzy and more than a little daft, which kind of differentiates him from the child Rusty that we've come to know. Um... He has earnest intentions for keeping his family entertained and loved, even though mishaps seem to befall him <laughs> with each successive uh, try. Though flawed, it's, it's really hard not to root for Rusty, because above all else, he wants to experience uh, being with his family and having the closeness that he seems to be missing, um, and, and really genuinely wanting to be a good guy. And it's hard not to like a guy who just... Uh, above all else, seems to just want to have the joy of singing along to Seals, A Kiss from a Rose, with his family accompanying him with the vocals. Rusty is an airline pilot for Econo Air, um, which opens the film with uh, one particular gag. He eavesdrops on a conversation in which his wife Debbie discusses how bored she's become of the routineness in their marriage, and that routine is exemplified by the usual Sheboygan, Wisconsin cabin that they rent every year around Memorial Day. Rusty decides to surprise Debbie and their two sons with something new, which is a cross-country road trip from Chicago, their home, 
to Southern California's Wally World, just like he experienced when he was a young boy. They rent a family wagon, kind of similar to the one that you find in the first film, except for this one's this Albanian contraption called the Tartan Prancer, which contains extra features that uh, are seemingly just there just to have them. And with that car, the family of four set off for a whole series of misadventures, which include such things as road rage incidents, some attempts at public sex, and a treacherous whitewater rapids excursion with a suicidal rafting instructor in Charlie Day at the nadir of his depressive state. Vacation follows the formula of the first film quite a bit. It often even makes reference to it directly, uh, while it also ventures out into different situations that you could have imagined the original Griswolds might have had if we had more clips of those road adventures along the way. 2015's Vacation does up the lewdness and crudeness factor of the 1983 release pretty significantly and engages a bit too often, I think, into some mean-spirited gags that I found more uneasy than humorous, including no less than a half dozen references to pedophilia. There's a couple of rape jokes in there. Uh, There's the aforementioned suicide attempt, uh, some more attempts at uh, brothers who are trying to suffocate one another with plastic bags, some grotesque cannibalism references, and a family dip into a creek filled with raw sewage, which you probably have seen if you've seen the trailer. Underneath this modernization of the ick factor for today's audiences, and this is, you know, an audience that is accustomed to gross and tasteless humor in these kinds of R-rated films, the basic formula is still the same. There's a father who subjects his family to activities with an escalating uh, embarrassment factor to them. The mother tries to be a good sport, but often defers to the patriarch and the siblings spat with each other throughout, and as well as getting into their own misadventures. And speaking of siblings, Rusty's own sibling from the earlier vacation films, Audrey, also makes an appearance here, who is now a wife and mother herself. She doesn't get many jokes to deliver, as wives take a back seat in these films, while her husband Stone, who's played by a scene-stealing Chris Hemsworth, pushes the Griswolds uh, and their good graces with lots of talk of his own uh, politics and uh, sex and other things one really shouldn't talk, discuss in front of company, but Hemsworth and Mann, who plays Audrey, uh, Leslie Mann, uh, are such good uh, actors at playing for comedy that it makes you wish you kind of followed the vacation of Audrey and her family instead of Rusty and his, though I, I do think that that might require some tampering with this tried and true formula in ways that might upset uh, purists, uh, fans of the series. The casting isn't bad. Uh, Helms and uh, Christina Applegate are a likable main couple, even if they're They've already been beaten to the punch a bit with a similarly premised We're the Millers a couple of years before. We're the Millers, I feel, is actually a better representation of the formula. It's funnier at the very least. But, you know, it's still not a vacation film. So I I guess we have this here for people who've been waiting for a return. Vacation is directed by that team of Daly and Goldstein 
and they do an efficient job at sticking to the tone and overall structure of the original series, but I think that they also feel very confined by trying to adhere to it too much. Much of the, the humor feels overly familiar, and it does occasionally feel forced, especially when it tries to deliver this uh, similar laughs at, uh, with similar scenes, but try to do it a lot raunchier. Um, because, like I said, the you know they're they're trying to play to an audience who's seen you know raunch factor that has escalated since the days of the early 1980s. As vacation enters its climax and its ending, I feel like it runs out of ideas, especially in the way that Clark and Ellen Griswold are inexplicably thrown in through happenstance. You know, I can understand the the desire to try to include the original Griswolds in the film, especially if they're a game to appear in it, but Chevy Chase has, it's been a while since he's been very funny, and poor Beverly D'Angelo is really given nothing to do at all in her scenes except merely to exist. I think she may, may have a couple of lines, neither of which are played for laughs. There are a lot of other uh, recognizable character actors who make cameo appearances here, including the aforementioned Charlie Day. There's also Ron Livingston for a repeat cameo appearance, and also Michael Pena, you know, just comes out in the middle of nowhere. But And there are some other surprises I won't spoil, but they're all as hit and miss as the rest of the film. It kind of makes little sense for me to nitpick much about the plot or the relative lack thereof of this film or any vacation flick, really, because at its core... This is a film series that is built on trying to amuse us in the audience through the plight of uh, a couple who experience a lot of calamities and suffer a series of embarrassments that greatly would rival anything that we could come up with, all the while allowing for us to feel a modicum of empathy because we've likely suffered through our own skirts with family disasters in our time, especially when going on trips uh, that are outside of our comfort zone. All we care about really is whether we find vacation to be amusing and especially in how often it delivers on its promise of big laughs. So given that the funny bone is in the arm of the beholder, as they say, you know, I can, I can't really say whether you'll find it funny because there are people in the audience that I went with that found it pretty funny throughout. And then other people who we actually had a couple of walkouts in the screening that I attended, but you know, it, it really depends. I can only tell you from what I experience. Uh, and my experience is that vacation does hit its stride during a handful of scenes. For instance, the scene involving Chris Hemsworth is pretty amusing, I felt. And also there's this incident at the Four Corners Monument where Rusty and Debbie attempt to have sex in four states at once that I found kind of clever in certain respects, um, at least compared to the rest of the film. But I do feel like the rest of the film is largely not that funny, especially when we can see the machinations of that uh, vacation formula and especially those setups for the hilarity that we are already anticipating are about to arrive. As with most absurd comedies, your mileage is going to vary, though I feel that the film is much like the, uh, the that tartan prancer, that car that they have 
at the heart of the trip. It's full of needless components and a few undesirable surprises, and it also persistently runs out of gas almost as soon as it feels like it's about to really get going again. So, it's a hit-and-miss comedy. I'm going to give it two and a half stars. Two and a half stars means it really had the elements here for a, uh, a successful and worthwhile comedy, but somehow it just doesn't come together uh, to make it for a satisfying whole. It's more a collection of amusing scenes interspersed with a lot of forced uh, attempts at humor that don't really work. So um, it, it at an hour and 39 minutes, I don't think that it's uh, it's particularly taxing. It does keep your interest, but I feel like it's it's not as good as the original uh, vacation and it's not as good as Christmas vacation and both of those I gave three stars to so I'm gonna dip it below that to two and a half stars which is probably what I I can I give European vacation in, at least in my recollections of it I've never seen Vegas vacation although I, I feel like I should take that trip as well so I hope that you enjoyed the podcast for vacation the 2015 version and i hope that you'll like it enough to click the subscribe button if you haven't already um, i deliver these films on a semi-daily basis and um, i continue to try to stay on top of all of the major releases also get into some of the limited releases some smaller art house films and some film movies that go direct to vod pretty much so uh, click the subscribe button and I'll continue to deliver those to you. In a couple of days, I'm going to be reviewing the latest in the Mission Impossible series. I believe it's the fifth one, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. So if you want to hear what I think about that film, you definitely want to click subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter at Quipster. You can also find me on Facebook, Quipster.net, which is also my website. And you can find all of the details there equipster.net q-w-i-p-s-t-e-r.net so thank you everyone for listening and i hope that you enjoy your time at the movies <laughs>